Welcome to Wow That's Funny, the podcast with a little news, a little satire, and a lot of what the fuck moments. We're going to take this rocket ship to the next level. We hope you guys enjoy. Buckle up, turn up that sound. Let's get right into it. I couldn't have thinking I couldn't think of a better news story to start off with first speaking of our rocket ship than the US Space Force aka the Guardians. Wow. My name is Chuck Pilum. I'm going to be one of the co-hosts on this ship. Broderick Lacey is my other co-host. Want you uh, let him know who you are, man. What's up everybody? Of course, if you've heard this voice before, You've heard about the faithful idiot. We've got the faithful idiot. We've got the sheriff. Let's get it started. Roger, <clears throat> have you heard about the Guardians of the Galaxy from the United States, the Space Force? Yeah, most definitely. Um, while I don't stay heavily informed about them, I am very informed about them. I know it's a weird phrase, but I'm all about space. I'm all about pirates, and I'm all about our Space Force defending us from space pirates. As Mike Pence said when introducing him, we're going to have soldiers, sailors, marines, airmen, and guardians. So I'm so excited just imagining a group of individuals like Marvel with Peter Quill at the helm fighting intergalactic beings that... They won't even confirm exist yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, I was actually talking to uh, Joseph um, maybe a few hours ago um, about, like, cameras. So you think of UFOs and you think of how advanced technology's gotten, how good cameras gotten, and yet we have no clear images of any UFOs, and they're still blurry as if, you know, they're taking them on a, what, 1919 Canon camera? <laughs> Every iPhone who can shoot in 4K turns to a camcorder for some reason when there's an issue of any kind of unexplained event. Yeah, it's crazy. 8K for Samsung users, though. Let's just put that out there. 8K for Samsung users. Whoa, okay. Galaxy S20. If we turn into a <laughs> Samsung promotion, <laughs> right. Samsung will be happy to promote for you if you pay us. But, um, yeah, looking at the Space Force, I'm just, I think it's cool. But, really, what are we going off of? If we're going to be defending and fighting anything, it's probably the other countries going off into space. I'm sure you've seen China and Russia lay claim to planets and oh, the yeah. moon. I think China was the moon, and Russia was, what, Venus? Saturn? I'm not sure, but it was one of those planets. And, man, when do we start laying claim to planets that we can't reach? Yeah. But we're preparing for war, so... You know, with beings possibly that we've never seen or maybe countries we've seen. You tell me, which one seems more realistic? <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to boil down to, I think he said something of like, there's already like 200,000 people signing up for the Space Force or something. I didn't know that. Ridiculous like that. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Um, I didn't and, even know they were taking registrations. <laughs> yeah, there's people filling out paperwork. Um, it's one of those things where I guess every country's like, listen, you know, we've... Uh, We've done it on the ground. Let's do it in space. You get your fighter pilots, I'm going to get my fighter pilots. And just like uh, the Mandalorian that everybody's watching, they're taking to the skies. And uh, 
we may have some kind of intergalactic battle that's just between the United States and the rest of the world. You know, um, speaking of which, the Mandalorian, technology, as we were talking about, advances and advances. And, you know, at some point, technology advances to the point where we can use them. You know, cell phones used to be just military-grade devices. Same thing with laptops, um, compasses, GPS. When does spaceships become a part of everyday life? And do we have, from that, space bounties? Space wanted. It's almost like, it's almost like a, like I said, pirates, right? Hey man, everybody, somebody's <laughs> got something people are going to collect, whether or not they're in a Tesla or a spaceship. So that's definitely something that could be on the horizon, especially as uh, everything, you know, we all started on uh, walking, then we went to buggies and carriages, to vehicles. I can only imagine uh, the more things get advanced that people are going to be taking some form of ships. Uh, we know that we've got planes out there going from country to country. At some point, we're going to need a device to take us from planet to planet. And thankfully, the Space Force will be there to protect us. I was taking a sip of water. Um, you listen to my podcast, my personal one. You know I'm always about pioneering the new ocean. I'm always talking about how we need to go to space and how fast we need to get there. Because we don't know what's going to happen. I think, you know, the current climate with COVID is obviously a testament to that, you know. But what resources can we possibly bring back to our planet? Have we started doing that yet? Maybe resources out there could help us with resources here. Yeah, I think, didn't they find uh, some kind of water crystals or something like that on Mars at some point? They did. Even on the moon now. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sure there's a bunch of different things. This year, actually, there... the moon has been closer to the Earth. That's why we were probably able to spot water now. Okay. This, this year, the moon has been the closest. Maybe you've noticed it being bigger than normal lately or recently. You know, I, I don't stargaze as much as I definitely should, <laughs> uh, you know, but... I'm sure anybody that lives next to the ocean may have noticed more heavier tides and things like that if, if it was truly closer to us, which is, is fascinating to think of, you know, how close is it could it get to us? If it, I mean, obviously, if it shifted, mm-hmm. you know. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> there's something pulling in. And what, what would that cause to happen? Well, maybe we can learn with the Space Force being out there, right? Oh. We're sending the, the Space Force directly into the moon, <laughs> if that's what it takes. Earth refuses to get punked by a gravitational pull. Hey, man, I'm really excited. You know, um, growing up, I used to watch Power Rangers in space, whatever, Galaxy. So it's almost like we're heading toward that direction. Oh, everybody. I think everybody finds a fascination in the fact that, you know, what's out in the world other than what you can see, is all this unknown. And uh, unknown leads to curiosity. It leads to wanting to explore. And up until this point, I don't think, you know, we had all went to the moon. Um, We have sent spaceships and we have a space station out there other than astronauts. And there's, you know, people are still fascinated with the stars. But I think with the Space Force, you're giving... uh, a true sense of the government saying this is a group of people we want to focus on that 
And it gives another avenue to going into the military. You have people that I'm sure are in the Marine Corps and, and the Air Force, the Army, that love space. And maybe they are going to transfer <clears throat> over to the Space Force or the Guardians and take this opportunity to silence a curious mind, see what they can do. I agree. And, you know, I don't ever expect the worst, but sometimes I think, you know, I would be happy not to see it get defunded so soon um, and actually get more funding being a part of a defense budget, which means our science programs like NASA and all of that and maybe independent companies can now fit into this funding program for the government's defense force. You know, so I can only think that giving all that money to a defense program that's going to go out in space soon we have to evolve with it, right? Because, man, how long is it going to take to get information back from the Space Force? You know, we don't want to wait a year for a day's, you know, worth of information. We probably want it to be instantaneous. I was uh, sitting in my classroom Friday, and I had my phone. It's uh, linked up to my Google Calendar, but so is that laptop there. And it got a notification, and only a second later, it's got the same notification, right? Almost in an instant. And that's how our communication should be, right? And maybe a defense budget will fix that. I mean, I'm excited as somebody. We live in Texas. So the idea that Elon Musk has moved SpaceX down into Texas. We have NASA right around here, too. It's one of those things that, hey, we're going to be on the forefront of sending some rocket ships up there. And right. as somebody that's co-piloting a rocket ship of their own, I'm excited to see where the Space Force takes us. With that being said, we can look to the stars, but we still have a lot of issues down here on Earth, mainly with chicks cutting out hearts in Russia. Oh, yeah, Russia's a curious case, you know. Um, I follow one on um, social media, a crazy Russian hacker. So a lot of cool things happen there. That's a Very YouTube OG. Yeah, oh, yeah, that guy's awesome. But then there's also a case, not just with the girl, but I think I told you this last time, a guy uh, shoving his girlfriend out into the cold, um, pregnant and dying, right? I, I think this influencer that you brought up, um, didn't she rip the heart out of her own mother, who was a surgeon as well? Yeah, while she was alive. Yeah, that's crazy. A beating heart. That's what the article said, a beating heart. This story, reading it, Gave a whole new meaning to what the fuck. Who rips out Hannibal Lecter style their own mother's heart. Now, speculation is she just did it for the views. However, I don't want to make light of anybody's death. I just think that's some crazy ass shit for your own daughter to get to the point to where that's the extreme she wants to take a situation. Really just wild what the fuck. <laughs> In this case, wild what the fuck. You know, it's, that's what we have to say here. Like, really, what the fuck, Russia? What's going on over there? Like, what happened with that crossbow guy, too? Like, I mean, this is how y'all just killing people? Like, For those of you who don't know, Viking there, style? there was a <laughs> meat king in Russia that was shot by a crossbow. And here we are a few months later, ripping, beating hearts out. Russia just plays no games. I, uh, it really is, you know, for people that, like I said, we live in Texas that feel like it's the wild, wild west out here. I think Russia's got us beat. <laughs> to my hey, knowledge. It's fucking we, uh, wild, wild west over there in Russia, bro. It's... You know, I know crossbows and 
hunting, you know, down here in Texas, but people, <laughs> this is a, it's a different story. Tied up. I think he was tied up. Tied up and shot. He was in a sauna. Now, for his girlfriend to sneak out the back while he gets aced by a crossbow, yeah. I don't want to <laughs> say she was in on him, but she definitely was like, it's either you or me, and I choose me. That was some foul play for sure. <laughs> that was a setup. Let's just call it what it is. Probably a setup. Um, but let's not be innocent here. Um, YouTube. Yo, like this guy um, that shoved his girlfriend out on a balcony. What's up with that? What's up with, you know, allowing donations to happen through that? You know, people supporting that kind of behavior. You know, you probably don't want to admit it, but that is a support of a behavior, right? There's no penalty for that. There's probably some hands-on moderators, right? Or something like that, maybe. I don't know. But from my understanding, you have a report system. From my understanding, you know, maybe that's something to look at. <laughs> but even with this guy pushing his girlfriend out on the balcony, this isn't the first time social media has been used to do crazy stuff. I remember years back where people were doing things of posting, basically like lead my day to their following. And it would usually end with people, there was a girl that jumped off of, or hang, hung off of a beam of some kind, fell to her death. There was people that cut their wrist. Damn. We definitely need to get away from the idea of following to the extreme. If someone asks you to do something, and, and there's a, there should at least be a brief moment of what are the consequences to this? And is fame really a good enough reason to take something to the extreme and for some people it is but hopefully for the greater good most of it is i think i'll pass now i know we said it could drop back down to earth but it really seems like we like probably like crash into the fucking earth <laughs> i don't know these news topics definitely down dude they were these are pretty fucking hard news lists. like really this is a fucking hard ass list that's some pretty intense shit. <laughs> and this was just within this last week. Yeah, most of this was definitely in this week. Yeah, yeah. Most Which of tells it. me it's only getting crazier. <laughs> yeah, the world's fucking crazy. So it's clear it's not just the U.S., but, you know, it's all around the world. It's fucking wild out there. The real wild, wild west. Uh, everybody needs to keep your head on a swivel. Uh, do not trust a beautiful woman with a butcher knife or a teenager that is attempting to get views in the cold damn and we said we need a space force <laughs> <laughs> we need a social media force oh yeah definitely we need something right that's crazy maybe that's us right speaking of what's going on in the news as you all know, we are getting ready to possibly get the second round of our stimulus checks. Now, looking at what was on the docket and some of the things that I've read about it, we're really leaning to about $600, which is about half of what everybody got on their last check. Now, I think the, I think the government has a pulse on that this is crazy, with the poll that they put out that was yes this is enough no this isn't enough and hell no 
this isn't enough. Look, I'm gonna go off and say it. It's either you're in a $600 club or you're not in a $600 club. Alright, I mean, I'm under the understanding that $600 is not even enough for basic rent. Alright, now I'm also in the field of, look man, I can work for $600, okay? I mean, at this point, you might as well just left me out here with nothing. You know, because that's what it feels like they're giving us, right? Nothing. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a joke. It's minuscule. I mean, it really is. You know, we're consumers, so can't really consume anything with $600. At the same time, I'm not begging for $600 either. <laughs> I'm also not turning down free $600. All right, see? Now, <laughs> I'm not will either. it pay my rent? Absolutely not. Will it fill out my groceries? Probably. It'll buy me a PS5. <laughs> there you go. This is the government's way of saying, sorry, we can't give you any more than this, but get an Xbox or a PS5 on us. That's what it seems like, because I don't know what else I'm going to do with it. Um, I, I can throw it into my business, but I'm already working to improve that. So I might as well just, you know, take what I was going to work for and just throw it at something, right? I don't know the value of $600, right? I just want to throw it away. No, this is pitiful. They definitely <laughs> could do a lot better. And the fact that they put out this poll for the American people, I think they understand that. Now, maybe they were putting it out to get this poll and they're going to come back and be like, guys, guys, we were just kidding. Just kidding. You're going to get $1,200. We got you. It's weird. They say it's gotten worse. You know, they say it's gotten worse, right? The numbers yeah. have gotten worse. And we're on our second round of spikes. Um, I think... Talk about toughing it up. <laughs> oh, for sure. I think with uh, without insurance to get a rapid test for COVID, I think it's like 400 bucks. So basically, they're saying, here's 200 for gas. Here's 400 to get the test. Keep your mask on. Keep your head on a swivel. But look, we're going to space. Talk about fucking good news. We're going to space. Going to space. Shit. I think that's... um. A rather great way of ending this, if you ask me. Um, so we leave off heading back. And um, I just want to wish you all, my listeners, and Chuck's listeners, because there's two of us. Obviously, there's going to be some favorites and some <laughs> not-so-favorites, right? <laughs> but anyway, good luck, Pioneers. And we hope that you enjoyed the journey with us and that you'll come back. This has been Chuck Pilon, the sheriff. And wow, that's funny. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Where's the Food? We're actually sitting in the middle of Tomball off of East Main Street, sitting down to have Ultimate Jambalaya. This is from a food truck, Marcos Pepper and Grill. The owner, Marco, was a veteran for 23 years. And He's delicious. <laughs> 23 years. He served in the Army and the Navy. And he's an inspiring chef that wrote a book. And he's got his setup out here here locally here in uh, Texas, in Tomball. Uh, Broderick's already diving in, so let's see where we go. Yep. I wasn't waiting. Um, instant review. Delicious. <laughs> Um, Cajun style, Creole, shrimp, crawfish, chicken, 
Oh, shit. <laughs> He's not lying. It was really, really good. Green onions, red peppers. The best combo, by the way, if you're cooking. I'm not a famous chef or anything. That's just what I cook at home. Bradrick said down here with the understanding that he was going to have leftovers. I do not see that in his future. I don't see it in mine either. Might just be a second plate to take home. <laughs> um... I like it. It has a mildness to it. Yeah, it's not very spicy. You definitely taste like a tomato base on the bottom of this. Yeah. It's a house sauce, by the way. So to the first-time listeners, y'all probably don't know, but I'm also an author. So when he said he wrote a book, I was definitely going to look it up. And hopefully I'll get it and finish it before the next episode and you all can listen to it. It depends how fast the next episode comes out um, and how fast it's delivered. Y'all know it's the holiday season, so. Um, yeah, I was chewing. The shipping company are backed up. So this uh, ultimate jambalaya, it's your standard jambalaya. However, it's got a house sauce. It has sausage, chicken, shrimp, and crawfish great combination there's a lot of bold flavors in it the very mild spice but definitely something that i recommend eating especially right now with the weather over here in texas it's a little chilly it's a little rainy this is a nice nice seasonal dish to be sitting down getting a little warm feeling very delicious that's if you're visiting texas especially you people from up north we cook better than you all because we don't like the cold so there's always gonna be a kick. For me, 60 degrees is cold. It's not cold, but for <laughs> Roger, it is. Man, I can't do it. I would not survive in the 20 degree weather, so I gotta give that to the people in North, though. Project doesn't uh, like the cold. Meanwhile, I'm on my phone searching for snow for this next weekend to drive somewhere just to. You know, seasoning and protein are very important to a dish. But rice is slept on. This is some delicious fucking rice. It's like a creamy texture. So if you don't like creamy texture, I don't know what to tell you. The rice is very well, uh, has very well absorbed. Yeah. A lot of that house seasoning, the house uh, sauce. Mm -hmm. To give it a very, very flavorful. And it's not like sticky rice either, so it's weird. It's sticking because of the sauce. I'm not a food reviewer, I'm a food critic. Cause I love food. But, damn. That is very, very good. I don't even think I'm gonna be able to um, stop. <laughs> now that I know it's like, what? Say about 10 minutes, huh? Mm -hmm. Oh. And by the way, this is a big thing and this is a big plus. Let me tell you why this is awesome. I don't know if he handpicks the shrimp himself, but I know one thing, he cleans them himself because there's no shit line in it. Just that black line you see in crawfish and that black line you see in shrimp. Yeah, it was purged. Mm -hmm. And there's no tail. So no plastic, red lobster, carabas, Popeyes. What other restaurants be leaving tails on their goddamn shrimp? 
<laughs> Whoever it was, Broderick's out here sawing them down. <laughs> yeah, fuck y'all. <laughs> Take, y'all have enough money. Take them fucking plastic tails off your shrimp. It should be a restaurant mandate. And I think everybody would not complain. Purge your seafood. <laughs> I didn't know you knew so many uh, cooking terminologies. Me? Yeah. I dabble in the cooking world. Um, very, very delicious. I would say me personally, if I was rating this on a scale of, uh, say, one to five, this would definitely be like a 4.6. Um, this would be in the top five jambalayas I've ever had, but just as a single dish, uh, this is... This is as close as I've had to perfect. Homemade style, you know. Homemade taste. It's very rare to find homemade taste from bought restaurants. I hate to say it, but it is what it is. What was the name of the restaurant again? Marco's Pepper Grill. Marco's Pepper Grill. Looks like it has a website too. www.marcos.com peppergrill.com. Oh shit, that's simple as fuck. That Marco's Pepper Grill. Definitely worth going to and checking out if you're in Tomball. Which is like, what? 45, 30 minutes from the Houston area? Depending on where you are? Cause Houston's big as hell. 35 if you take the tollway and come right up on 99. Yeah, there you go. It's right off of East Main Street. Yeah, that's still 2920 out there? Or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, yeah. Nice area. Mm. What do you score it? Man, from Earth to the Moon, out of this world. That's what I score it. <laughs> there you go. Out of this world. <laughs> Thanks for uh, joining us on this episode of uh, Where's the Food? Have a good one.